Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. I'm feeling rushed and frazzled more than usual because I'm trying to fit this in, but there's fireworks going off, and so I'm worried that any number of my kids are going to wake up, and it could be a long night if they do. So we'll just do what we can and see what we can get recorded and what kind of time we can spend together, what kind of time we can share with each other and with Jesus. We're entering a new chapter, Matthew 22, and reading the first 14 verses. And as we read, just notice what word or phrase sticks out to you. I'll leave a moment of silence, so if you want to take off your shoes or take a deep breath or find yourself in a comfortable position to listen, you can do that now. And in reply, Jesus spoke to them in parables again, saying, The kingdom of the heavens has been likened to a man, a king, who arranged wedding celebrations for his son. And he sent out his slaves to summon those who had been invited to the wedding celebrations, and they did not wish to come. Again, he sent out other slaves, saying, Say to those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my luncheon. My bulls and fatted beasts have been sacrificed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding celebration." But they went away in indifference, one to his own field, another to his business. But the rest overpowered the slaves, treated them brutally, and killed them. The king was then enraged, and, sending his armies, destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he says to his slave, The wedding is indeed ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to where the road leads out, and summon as many as you find to the wedding celebrations. And those slaves, going out into the streets, gathered together all whom they found, both the bad and the good, and the wedding hall was filled with those reclining at table. But the king, coming in to see those who reclined at table, spied there a man not clothed in a wedding garment. And he says to him, Friend, how did you enter here not wearing a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Bind his feet and hands and throw him into the darkness outside. There will be weeping and grinding of teeth there, for many are called, but few chosen. What word or phrase sticks out to you? For me, those last words just don't seem to fit. Many are called, but few are chosen. But what stuck out to me was... He was speechless. The second time as we read, where do you see God in these words, in this passage? What do you hold as holy? What is your reflection on the spiritual life and spirituality in this text? And in reply, Jesus spoke to them in parables again, saying, The kingdom of the heavens has been likened to a man, a king, who arranged wedding celebrations for his son. 
and he sent out his slaves to summon those who had been invited to the wedding celebrations, and they did not wish to come. Again, he sent out other slaves, saying, Say to those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my luncheon, my bulls and fatted beasts have been sacrificed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding celebrations. But they went away in indifference, one to his own field, another to his business. But the rest overpowered the slaves, treated them brutally, and killed them. The king was then enraged, and, sending his armies, destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he says to his slave, The wedding is indeed ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to where the roads let out, and summon as many as you find to the wedding celebrations. And those slaves, going out into the streets, gathered together all whom they found, both the bad and the good. And the wedding hall was filled with those reclining at table. But the king, coming in to see those who reclined at table, spied there a man not clothed in a wedding garment. And he says to him, Friend, how did you enter here not wearing a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Bind his feet and hands and throw him into the darkness outside. There will be weeping and grinding of teeth there, for many are called, but few are chosen. Where do you see God in this passage, in this story, in this parable? For me, I'm thinking about celebration and what it means to celebrate. Um... The king just wants to have a party. Just wants to be happy. Just wants to celebrate good times. Come on. And you know, you can tell on an instinctual level. Sometimes without really needing to pay much attention. Other times when you stop and pay attention, you can really tell. You know when someone celebrates with you. You know when someone's happy for you. You know when someone is genuine about it. You know when someone's faking it. You know when someone just isn't really paying attention to you all the way. You know when someone's more caught up in their own little world, their own mind, and their own business. Too caught up to be able to celebrate with you. And I think of the king's actions and his words through that. They don't want to come? Okay. So, I mean, burning their city is a little harsh, but they killed his messengers. If you kill the messenger when I'm trying to explain to you how I'm happy, I'm going to be upset. That's not fair. I was just trying to be happy with you and you're raining on my parade. What? Screw you. Screw off. I don't want to talk to you anymore anyway. Our relationship is damaged. In a relationship that has that pattern over and over and over again can't can't survive. And 
I understand when someone shows up to your party and isn't genuinely there to celebrate with you like this man who entered without a wedding garment. You didn't have to come. You didn't have to show up. You didn't have to pretend. You didn't have to freeload on my good feelings. And I think as an Enneagram 9, I maybe have done that for a lot of my life, freeloaded on other people's positive feelings. So that's something for me to really sit and wrestle with. But those last words, I think I've always read as being part of the parable. And I noticed that the way the quotation marks work, at least in this David Bentley Hart translation, that the parable ends with bind his feet and hands and throw him into the darkness outside. And then there will be weeping and grinding of teeth there as kind of Jesus's commentary on the parable not a throw him out into the weeping and grinding of teeth, although kind of that, but more, well, yeah, there's already weeping out in the regular world where there's not a party. It's not this cast into bitter eternal damnation, hellfire and brimstone, eternal torment of the souls who reject God. No, it's just in normal life, there's strong feelings, there's sadness, there's anger, there's upsetness. And if you're cast out of someone's joy, you're going to experience that. Many are called, but few are chosen. Whether they're chosen just by their virtue of being able to celebrate with you or not, rather than some eternal predestination of the soul, just changes it if I think about it in terms of emotional celebration and who is ready to celebrate your victory and your joy with you. I think maybe I'm thinking that way because in describing the last few months to my spiritual director, they've felt like a slog and a hustle and just one thing to the next, not knowing what's going to happen. And it's felt very difficult. And in talking to her, she just pulled out all the joy and the agency and the delight, the powerfulness that I felt that until I was able to sit down and tell my story to someone I couldn't see for myself, and she let me celebrate with and for myself. Whereas most places where I'm spending my day-to-day time, I don't get to feel that joy. I don't get to feel that celebration. I can't, or I don't, or I won't, or whatever it is. Maybe without the reflection, I need someone to help me see it. And that's what a spiritual director can do. And so I'm grateful to her and grateful to be able to share it and reflect on it again with you and wonder what are your celebrations and who celebrates with you and who do you go to to celebrate? Celebrate something good in your life today, even if it's just, I took a moment to be mindful and spend some time with Jesus and that was enough. And that was good. This third time, as we read, what can you imagine yourself doing? What is God calling you to do or to be because you have read this passage and reflected on it? And in reply, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of the heavens has been likened to a man, a king, who arranged wedding celebrations for his son. 
and he sent out his slaves to summon those who had been invited to the wedding celebrations, and they did not wish to come. Again, he sent out other slaves, saying, Say to those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my luncheon, my bulls and fatted beasts have been sacrificed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding celebrations. But they went away in indifference, one to his own field, another to his business. But the rest overpowered the slaves, treated them brutally, and killed them. The king was then enraged, and, sending his armies, destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he says to his slave, The wedding is indeed ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to where the roads led out, and summon as many as you find to the wedding celebrations. And those slaves, going out into the streets, gathered together all whom they found, both the bad and the good, and the wedding hall was filled with those reclining at table. But the king, coming in to see those who reclined at table, spied there a man not clothed in a wedding garment. And he says to him, Friend, how did you enter here not wearing a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Bind his feet and hands and throw him into the darkness outside. There will be weeping and grinding of teeth there. For many are called, but few are chosen. And with that, I invite you to wonder what God might be calling you to do, but my youngest son has woken up, so I will briefly read this prayer and let you go with the light of God, which you are always. Almighty God, you have built your church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their teaching that we may be made a holy temple acceptable to you through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.